okay, let's make more good decisions this week and maybe don't order pancakes at, I don't know why I just said pancakes. Welcome back to the Love Myself Podcast. I'm Brooke, and this is our first bonus episode. So I wanted to make this episode to tell you guys exactly how I lost 60 pounds and how I've kept it off. So I am doing this episode solo. Carly's not here today, uh, so it's just me, uh, but hopefully that's okay with you guys. I know we did our first episode where Carly and I talked about our own fitness journeys, but I really wanted to take the time to just speak to anyone out there who's also trying to lose weight or they have a loved one that they want to encourage. And so I'm going to tell you guys all the tips, tricks, and resources I use that helped me lose 60 pounds in less than a year and how I've now maintained that weight for over a year. So if you've been listening to our podcast or if you know me, you know that I've spent my entire life being overweight. I never felt obese or like I stuck out too much, but I was definitely always the fat friend. I was one of the bigger girls in classes. It's actually kind of funny because the other day um, I was at my boyfriend's house and he was looking at this wrestling tournament thing and, and he was looking at, you know, whatever the different kids who were in his weight class. And so he wrestled his whole life and he was saying how he was in the 120 pound weight class his senior year. And I was like, I was literally 120 pounds in the sixth grade. And so he was like, I was probably 60 pounds in the sixth grade. So we just joked about how I was doubled his size. And I like, I was like, I could have just sat on you and crushed you. And to which he came back with no, because he is, he was always a wrestling wizard. Um, He didn't say that. I'm saying that. Um, But he was a really good wrestler. So he could have crushed me even if he was half my size. But anyway, um, so as the story goes, I was overweight. But I was always a cheerleader. I cheered from the time I was five. So I always thought that meant I was in shape. I was like, I can do all these things. I can flip my body. Like I was a decent cheerleader. So I felt, you know, I didn't think it was that big of an issue, I guess. But my junior year of high school, I mean, I always knew I had to lose weight. Like I knew I was overweight, but I didn't think it was a health problem. I was, you know, me and Carly have talked about that. I generally liked my body. I just knew that it wasn't acceptable and I didn't like how people treated me because of it. But so I did try to lose weight for the first time, like officially, I guess, my junior year of college. I joined Weight Watchers with my mom and I maybe lost 10 pounds, but I gained it all back after I stopped, of course. And then in college, I was a pretty regular gym goer, but a lot of lazy elliptical stuff and yeah, just stuff like that. And I had also tried in college, me and my friend Siani, shout out to Siani. Uh, we had or we tried to do the bikini body guide from Kayla Itzine and we just never finished all the way through it. My senior year of college, I did something called the Max Challenge, which I think I've talked about before. It's similar to Orange Theory, but it's like a whole fitness nutrition thing. And it's really, really cool. It's like very team oriented. And I really liked it, but I didn't finish like the 10 week challenge. So, you know, I lost a little bit of weight and then I gained it back. And like, that's just, you know, how it is for a lot of people when you diet. It's just, it's just a constant rotation. Like, you know, get on something, lose weight, gain it back, rinse and repeat. So yeah, I had looked back at my fitness pal because I had it a couple times throughout college. I would just randomly log my weight every couple months and it would be like, it went from like 195, 175, 190, 185, 200, 203, 195. Like it was just constantly going up and down. So 
there was even a point in college, I think it was my sophomore year where I did like actively use my fitness pal for the nutrition factor and it helped me lose like maybe 15 pounds. I think that was when I was at 175 was the lowest I hit in college, but I was barely eating. I was scared to even hit the 1200 calorie goal. It was like, it's so mental weight loss and it's, it's really difficult. And so that didn't last long at the time because it was just super unhealthy. And so naturally I gained it all back. But when things get a little bit different is January 2018, I met my boyfriend, uh, who I'm still with now, and pretty quickly he helped me identify some of my poor eating habits. And it's stuff that you don't even think adds up. You know, a hash brown that I would pick up at the Wawa counter once or twice a week, the creamer I'd put in my coffee, the extra ranch on, ranch on the side, the takeout orders at lunch with your coworkers, the bagel Fridays, you know, it all adds up. Even I would cook my own meals when I thought I was healthy. I'd make salmon and broccoli and maybe a little pesto pasta, but it wasn't really a little pesto pasta. It took up most of my plate and then I got seconds and I barely had any broccoli. And so I thought I had this nutritional, you know, meal but it was mostly pasta with a side of broccoli and salmon that was covered in like oil all over my broccoli and salmon. So not that oil is bad, but like if you're trying to lose weight, it's just a lot of calories if you're using a lot of it. And yeah, calories in, calories out is kind of my mindset when losing weight. Uh, I didn't really follow a diet, but I'll get into that. So Even at the gym, like I said, I was doing lazy workouts, not really anything. I would train legs once every other week when I felt like it, do five-minute abs here and there. I just wasn't fully committed. And it did take me a lot of time to be fully committed. It was the end of January 2018 when I went to the doctor and I weighed in at my highest weight of 210 pounds. And over the next few weeks, my boyfriend had introduced me to Reddit, which a lot of people are familiar with, but I guess I lived under a rock and I didn't know what it was. So he told me about these subreddits where there was ones where people would post progress pictures and just talked about weight loss. And I was pretty resistant at first. I didn't automatically go to Reddit when he told me to. I felt like I wanted to deal with my issues my way and figure it out myself. And he also knew that I had some an unhealthy relationship with food because I would just feel guilty after eating bad. And he was like, this is like a thing. Like... That's like, it's an unhealthy relationship with food. And he was like, people talk about that on here. Like there's things that can help you, like whatever. So like I said, weight loss, it's, it's emotional, it's taxing, and it's not easy to just change the way that you're living. And so over the next few months, I would slowly, slowly <laughs> start making better decisions. And so it went from maybe one day of not getting a hash brown to another And now I don't even remember the last time that I got one of those hash browns. So I got on Reddit. I joined some subreddits that I'll name here. The first one is Cisco. That's um, C-I-C-O. It stands for calories in, calories out. I know we've talked about this on this podcast. And like I just said, that's how I lost weight. Um, Lose it is another one. Progress picks that like just like it sounds people post before and after pictures of themselves and I found that really motivating especially during my weight loss journey because so many people are focused on losing weight fast you know you want to just look as good as you can immediately um and it sucks when you don't always see you know the numbers change quickly but looking at these people you know it didn't matter if it said three months three years or 30 years you know these people had amazing transformations and when you get to your goal that's all will matter so i just want to like take a side note weight loss takes time but it'll be worth it when you get there and i really recommend not resorting to unhealthy means to get there faster because it does not work i don't know anyone who said that it works long term 
So another one, um, 1,200 is plenty or there's 1,500 is plenty. You know, that's like if you're having 1,200 calories a day or 1,500 calories a day, a lot of people post recipes in there. I followed XX Fitness, which is like just for females. Strong Curves is another one I followed. That's also – it's a book and a plan that I followed. I'll get into that. Same thing with um, C to 5K. It stands for Couch to 5K. That's the running program I did. And, I mean, there's so many. There's – for if you do keto or paleo vegan, there's even um, a subreddit called Keto Trees for those on keto who like smoking trees, if you catch my drift. Reddit has everything. And so it's just really motivating to see other people's successes. But people also share their failures. I know Lose It was one I was on a lot because people just post when they're having a bad day and people comment and they're so motivating. And like, you know, it's just nice to see the highs and lows, I think, and know that you're not alone and there's other people who do it. And it's just a community that can, you know, help you when you're down and raise you up when you're up. And there's FAQs and stuff on all these that um, if you need more assistance, I know Lose It has weight loss challenges, which are really cool. And yeah, Reddit just continues to be something I use in a lot of parts of my life and helps me to stay motivated and I find new recipes and ideas. There's a there's a Trader Joe's subreddit, which um, if you guys follow us on Instagram, at Love Myself Podcast, you guys know like all the food that I eat is from Trader Joe's. It's just I like shopping there and they have a lot of good stuff. So another thing I did in the beginning – and this was maybe a month or two in because like I um, – well, what I did was download my fitness pal. Um, and so I I was resistant to that when my boyfriend first suggested it. And of course, a lot of people who I saw on Reddit were using it. Um, but I didn't for the first few weeks. But eventually, I realized that that would just be the best way to make sure that I stay on track. So I had downloaded my fitness pal and I bought a food scale um, and a weight loss scale, just, you know, a regular scale. I got everything from Amazon. The food scale I still have, it's from Amazon Basics. It's like pretty cheap. Um, Like maybe, I don't even think it's $15 and it works great. Um, So yeah, I think the food scale is almost more important than my fitness pal. And I'll tell you why. I never realized how much I was eating. And if you weigh out a portion of mac and cheese, like you will be shook. Um, it's just so little. And I used to eat like the family size to myself in college. So that's fine. Um, yeah, I never realized how much I was eating. I never realized how much oil I was using on everything, salad dressings, how many two tablespoon servings that I was using, just absolutely insane. So the food scale for me was definitely key. And also obviously reading labels. And that's also a tip for my fitness pal. I don't know if this is obvious, but when I had first started using it in college, I would just type in like uh, milk, tomato sauce, chicken, and just use whatever the top one was. But different brands really can differ on that stuff. And also what I want to emphasize why a food scale is important is because nutrition labels aren't always accurate. If you took the loaf of bread out of your cabinet right now and weighed every each piece individually, I'd guarantee you that not every piece of bread weighs exactly what it says on the nutrition label. It's not always significant, like, you know, whatever, a couple calories, but in most cases, but it, it just goes to show that you don't really know how much you're putting in your body unless you weigh it. So with that being said, I think it's important to know yourself. And if using my fitness pal or using a food scale is going to be triggering to you in any way, then I would say proceed with caution. I had to learn that I need more than 1,200 calories a day, especially if I'm working out or if you have an active job, like you need more than that. So I do think my fitness pal is uh, also beneficial to understand macros. I'm not a big macro person. I don't aim to hit a specific goal every day, but 
knowing the difference between 1500 calories of pure carbs and even like there's so many differences in just what you know different types of carbs but knowing the difference between protein carbs and fat and how it affects your body is really important so these are also things that are explained in the FAQs of a lot of those subreddits I mentioned, so definitely read up on that. But even now, like I don't track my calories anymore and I don't track macros, but I'm very aware of what I'm eating. If I have you know, eggs and bacon for breakfast, then that's a lot of high fat. So I want to really and, – and protein. So I, I want to get in some carbs, maybe some fruit um, or stuff like that as the day goes on. You know what I mean? Like just be aware of how much you're eating. Um, so like if I have eggs and bacon for breakfast, I might not necessarily want, you know, a cob salad for lunch and salmon for dinner. That's a lot of high fat stuff. Not that fat's bad. I mean, I eat a lot of it, but I just mean like make sure you're also throwing in some carbs in there and some other good proteins, um, more pure proteins like chicken um, doesn't have a lot of fat or, you know, lean turkey, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, just I'm just aware of my macros and my calories. Um, so yeah, if you have a huge breakfast, even if you have pancakes, whatever, like have a smaller lunch. Like it just it just seems like obvious, I guess, and and to say, but it's I feel like I needed to learn that. Um, but so on the fitness side, what I started doing, once I discovered Reddit, I had started doing two programs. So one was Strong Curves, which is a book if you want to buy it. Um, it's just like a simple lifting plan. It's targeted at women and it's just a lot of leg and booty workouts. But it, it also had some arm and chest stuff as well. But so I did Strong Curves and Couch to 5K. I used an app. There are a few out there, but I absolutely loved Couch to 5K. So I did Couch to 5K and Strong Curves. I alternated days. I went to the gym like a lot. Like, not a lot, but I would go almost every day. Um, but I just like the gym. That's what I like to do. Not saying that you have to do that. I think I did take on a little bit, at, uh, a lot at once, like, because I was lifting and running, which I recommend. I, I, I still do a little bit of lifting um, in my runs. But yeah, so it was kind of a lot to do at once. I don't know if you necessarily want to take on two things because, uh, I don't know, I was comfortable going to the gym six days a week and that was fine for me. But if that's not fine for you, then just take that into account. But yeah, Cash to 5K, I absolutely loved. It starts out, you know, run one minute, walk one minute, repeat, you know, eight times, whatever it is. And so it's like that for the first five weeks. And I just thought that was more manageable because I could not run. The thought of running five minutes was so intimidating. And with the Couch to 5K, like if you don't complete a day, if you don't feel good about it, just do it again. Like it's not a big deal. And and so you work up to it. Um, the C to 5K community on Reddit was also really, really great for that. I remember being so nervous about there's it's week five, day three is the first day. Like you you run 20 minutes, which is like a lot more than you like straight. That's a lot more than you do any other time in the program. And I was so nervous, but everyone was like, trust the program. Like you got it, whatever. And like, it's just, it's just really motivating. That's something I thrive off of. I like community. Um, that's why I have this podcast, but yeah, loved C to 5k. Once I finished that, I did B to 10k, which is bridge to 10k. So it's supposed to take you from the 5k to the 10k. And so, cause I was still losing weight. So I figured why not keep doing it? I like, couldn't believe that I'd run 30 minutes by the time I finished it. Like that was such a huge accomplishment. Like I said, I was not a runner. I just really want to emphasize running a minute was scary when I started this. 
So another thing that I had done um, in the summer when I was running and I was still doing strong curves, I bought on Amazon this thing called a Fitbook. It was just like a journal to record your workouts and it had space to record your measurements. And so I thought that was really helpful. I'm a person that really likes to write things down. That's just kind of how I operate. So if you're like that too, I think that's a really, you know, a good thing. Just look on Amazon. There's a bunch of them. Focusing on numbers a bit, I in the first month, I'd only lost five pounds. In the next month, just another three, which with how much weight I was losing like and what my target um, calorie was, like I should have been losing like at least eight pounds a month. But like I said, I had a lot of hiccups in the beginning. It, you know, there was a lot of times I still ate those hash browns. But yeah, so then after that, though, I lost nine pounds and then seven. And by Thanksgiving, I was down to that 150-pound mark. And I had just finished – the B to 10K uh, in the beginning of November. So I had just kept running for a few weeks, but I know I decided to do the half marathon the day of the New York City Marathon when it was on TV. I was like, wow, like I just, I've always watched the New York City Marathon on TV and it's always just so inspiring, I think. And so, yeah, that was when I decided to run the half marathon. So yeah, it was Thanksgiving that I hit 150 pounds and the journey was hard. Weight loss is hard. And there were, like I said, there was a lot of times that I still got those hash browns. There were times it was like that March, I think when I started losing weight that Wawa came out with those birthday cake shakes in order to honor their birthday. And they were like, oh my God, I don't like 1800 calories and probably 150 grams of carbs, which is like what I eat in a day. And I would get that in the morning with a hash brown in the morning. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, there were still times I ordered Chinese food or cheese steaks with my coworkers. And, you know, there were times I went out with friends and drank alcohol and whatever. But there were also times, there was a time I went to a family party at the beach. We like had a whole barbecue, this whole thing. And I didn't eat one chip. I didn't have one sip of alcohol. And I asked when we made burgers, I asked for a burger with no bun and no cheese. So as many times that there are days that I fucked up. There were also many times where I made those hard decisions. And I I know people are like, you didn't eat one chip or one sip. And I was like, no, because I like, I know me and it would have been so easy for me to be like, and because plenty of times I was like, you know, screw it, whatever, like I'll, you know, I'll cheat today or whatever, which I, I hate cheat days. I hate saying that. But yeah, there was plenty of times where I messed up. But I, again, there was also times where I was really strict with myself. I remember I went to Cheesecake Factory with my friends and they got my favorite appetizer, which is the fried mac and cheese, and I didn't eat it. They took some of the mac, the mac and cheese appetizer away because my friends didn't finish it and I did not eat it. So just saying, like, there's plenty of times, like, you have to find balance. And and even still, there are days that I binge, or I guess you could say, you know, just when I'm with friends and whatever. And like, there are times that I'm strict and I don't, you know, so just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, another thing that was critical for me losing weight and for sure in me maintaining my weight has been finding alternatives for foods. This is so important. And it's something I'm really thinking hard about going into the future. Like white pasta is never going to be good. And so I was just, I mean, I'm Italian and I don't really know if I can get ever, ever give up pasta, but I was telling my boyfriend, you know, maybe we should just eat the red lentil pastas or the black bean pastas. You know, right now we have it, it occasionally, but why don't we just totally switch and just get used to it? And 
I mean, that's kind of a sidetrack and like maybe something else we could talk about on the podcast. But um, I do want to give you some popular alternatives that I use. So for pancakes, either you can make them your own with almond flour. Um, Trader Joe's has a protein one. Kodiak Cakes is another big one. So usually I buy the Trader Joe's one, honestly, for my pancakes just because I go to Trader Joe's. Um, Ice cream. I love ice cream. I have ice cream almost every night, but I don't really eat normal ice cream all that much. I mean, I trust me, I I just last summer, so when I'd been maintaining my weight, did my boyfriend bring me to Dairy Queen? I'd never been to Dairy Queen and I tried those blizzards and holy moly, they're delicious. But yeah, 120 grams of sugar of, I don't even want to know how much sugar, but of carbs in those milkshakes. Oh my goodness, but so good. And yeah, I love Cold Stone. So definitely have been to Cold Stone I would, maybe we go like once every two months, I would say. But anyway, I'm getting off topic again. I'm trying to talk about alternatives and not tell you guys to, that you can go get this stuff. Um, but again, treat yourself sometimes. But the ice creams that I have like every night are either Enlightened, Trader Joe's, Light Ice Cream, Arctic Zero, or Halo Top. Enlightened and Arctic Zero are probably my two favorites. Halo Top has some good flavors, but some of their flavors, like the consistency, just it's very clear that it's not ice cream, you know? But Enlightened and Arctic Zero, I really feel like taste like ice cream. And they're so good. I mean, granted, with all of like the healthier alternatives to ice cream, most of them say like leave them out for a little bit or put them in the microwave. Like I usually shoot them in the microwave for a little bit. Um, and then they're perfect. I put some whipped cream on it and it's delicious. So yeah, I'm not saying give up ice cream. I'm not even saying give up good ice cream. Just have the better ice cream more of the time. Like it's insane because I can have a whole pint of Enlightened for like 380 calories or 400 calories, whatever. And that's like very little of regular ice cream. So yeah. Well, if you want to know my favorite flavors, Enlightened, I really like the marshmallow peanut butter and the brownie cookie dough. And Arctic Zero also has a brownie one that I really like. Milk is another one where you can save some cows. Um, I normally drink unsweetened almond milk. I know a lot of people like oat milk. My mom drinks soy milk because it has more protein than almond milk. Um, chips. There's a lot of alternatives to chips. I like popcorners or popcorn over chips, I guess. Um, Skinny Pop, Smart Pop, love them all. Um, I also really, really like gummies and sour gummies. And I just found out about this brand called Smart Sweet. Uh, they are available on ThriveMarket.com, which I'm looking more into Thrive Market. If any of you guys have had any experience with it or subscribe to it or however it works, uh, let me know because I'm thinking about doing it. They have a lot of like just healthy alternative brands that I've heard of and I like. So let me know. But yeah, that's called Smart Sweet. I also think they have similar, I don't know if it's the same brand or a different one, but Marshalls and TJ Maxx, like they also sell less sugar gummies and stuff like that. I also like, of course, different kinds of protein bars, Cliff Bars I love for days that I go skiing or days that I have a run, Lar Bars, Kind Bars, all good stuff. Pastas, I mentioned just before that, you know, I have black bean pasta and red lentil pasta. Trader Joe's sells those as well as a bunch of other places. I know people do, I think, buckwheat pasta. Uh, People do the zucchini noodles. I'm not a big fan of the zucchini noodles. I don't love zucchini in general. And I also feel that they always came out wet when I made them, which people say you have to like put salt on them before and put them out on paper towels and then it's not as wet. But 
Um, my alternative that I like is spaghetti squash. I love spaghetti squash. You can put pesto on it, tomato sauce, Alfredo. Like literally, I, I love it. And no, it doesn't taste like pasta, but it's a. I think it's a pretty good alternative. And you can have so much spaghetti squash if you're a volume eater. Like spaghetti squash is just really good. Um, and yeah, you could throw chicken in it, cheese, whatever. Uh, I've seen a lot of spaghetti squash bakes, like on Pinterest and stuff. I mean, most of the time they're covered in just a lot of cheese and breadcrumb and like. I don't – the breadcrumb, I'm like, really, what's the point? It tastes good, but I'm like, eh. Um, so, yeah, some of them, I'm like, this makes it so, un like, not healthy, but I guess it's still better than pasta. Like, I've seen the spaghetti squash mac and cheese, and I am kind of curious about it. Um, so, yeah, if you've done that, let me know if it's good. Um, but, yeah, now I want to talk about measuring progress. So I measured progress throughout my weight loss in a few different ways. Um, I did tell you guys that I bought a scale, so I did weigh myself. And through most of my weight loss, I actually weighed myself every day. And this is something that, again, if you know that this is triggering for you, like maybe that's not for you. And if that's not, I'd recommend just weighing yourself on the same day every week in the morning. I think Thursdays are a good day because um, if you go out on Thursday nights, you don't want to do Friday. But like Thursday, you probably did well, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so I think Thursday mornings are good. I would always weigh myself after I went to the bathroom. I wouldn't drink any water before I went. Um, but just keep in mind, like if you're weighing yourself every week, that Week to week, you might not see that much of a difference because, you know, there's, you know, you might be bloated from, you know, your period or you had salt last night or maybe your body's retaining a lot of water or if you didn't work out yesterday or you didn't poop yet or whatever. So that's actually why I weighed myself every day. I think once you have a couple numbers in there and you know your trend, you get more comfortable knowing that your weight fluctuates. So, I mean, I always knew my weight was always going to be higher on Monday. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I gained, you know, what all my progress last week. But then by Thursday, like I said, it would be down again. So you see a trend and maybe I'll even post a picture on our story of my weight loss on my fitness pal and you guys will see the trend. But yeah, right now, I mean, I don't weigh myself a lot anymore. I weigh myself maybe every couple of weeks just to like make sure I'm still, you know, maintaining my weight. But I can expect to see like 148 to 152 because I do fluctuate those few pounds. But yeah, sometimes just weighing yourself once a week, you know, if you thought you had a good week and don't see changes on the scale, it doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't lost weight. Just give yourself some time in the beginning to get a few weighs in. And also, if you're doing something like I did where you're doing, you know, cardio and lifting, just keep that in mind. I truly believe that I lost like at least 70 pounds of fat, but I've lost 60 pounds, but I've definitely gained muscle throughout this time. Like, I just feel like there's no way. So just keep that in mind. I mean, it is – I mean, I don't know how long it normally takes you to get, you know, gain a pound of muscle. But just keep it in mind that if you're doing both, like, you might lose more fat than the scale says is what I'm trying to say. So I know I've talked about this before, but getting those DEXA scans, um, I still haven't gotten one. But that's a good way to, like, know your – uh, body fat percentage, which even there are scales now. I don't know how accurate they are, but I know they sell scales that also record your um, body fat percentage. So that's another good thing to look at uh, versus just, you know, the weight on the scale because a lot of things go into that. So another thing, though, other than weight, I think it's really, really important to take measurements. I think that's another great way to see your progress. I would take them once a month. Um, I would try to do like within two days. And so I did that for a while. But now I don't really do it that often because, I mean, I don't really think I'm changing all that much. But um, my favorite way to track your progress is photos. And that's something I really, really regret not doing in the beginning. I mean, likely you feel like shit about your body and that's why you want to lose weight. And so maybe you're embarrassed. But I'm telling you, I wish that I had done it once 
like before I started really losing weight. I do have a photo from April of 2018 and I was 15 pounds down, but I know that even those 15 pounds, I feel like I'd be able to see the difference. So definitely take pictures and I would always use the pic collage app is the app that I would use to just see side by sides. Um, and I would take pictures of like front, back and side. I would usually just wear like underwear and a bra or whatever. Um, and yeah, I thought that was helpful. So obviously now since losing weight, I've progressed in the past year. You know, I ran the half marathon in Philly last March, and now Carly and I are preparing for two marathons. We're running the New Jersey Marathon in April and the New York City Marathon in November. I could just, I could really just cry, like just thinking about it. I'm like so emotional. Um, And it's funny because I, re- I recently got a massage and I was just telling the woman, I said, you know, I'm a runner, so just focus on the legs if you can. And she was like, oh, like, I wish I could run. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like you can. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, like I was not a runner. And it's crazy. Like when people see me now, they're probably like – and I, you know, I do run a, like a lot. Like I can't imagine two years ago being like, you're going to run a marathon. Like – you casually ran four miles yesterday. Like you, like, you know what I mean? Like I just, it's just still crazy to me. And sometimes I find myself like while I'm running, just getting so emotional. And so I really just want to speak to anyone who like has ever doubted themselves. Like you can do it. Even I'm, I just want to shout out my friend, Devin. I'm so proud of you, Devin. She texted me. Um, I think it was Monday morning and told me that she just went out, didn't even plan to really run a lot, but she ran over three miles and like, Oh, I'm just so proud of her. And like, I hope that everyone kind of has those great moments where they feel proud of themselves because like you are capable of so much more than you know. I'm still constantly shocked. Like even I told you guys when I ran that 11 miles two weeks ago, like I couldn't believe my heart rate. Like even that, like it's just like everything's just so crazy and I promise you can do it. And I'm also really proud of, um, well, all my family is supposed to be running the 5K with me um, the day before the New Jersey Marathon. I signed up to do the 5K the day before. I don't know why, but I invited my whole family to do it. I invited now my friend Devin to do it. And so I'm really excited for my family to get on the fitness journey with me. My my mom told me, my dad hasn't told me it, but my mom told me that my dad said that he's committed to running it, uh, that he doesn't want to walk it. And so I'm really proud of him. He's going to start the C to 5K program. Um, my sister's tried to do the C to 5K. Um, I don't know if she's finished it yet, but Steph, get on it. Um, proud of you too, though. She's done, she's taken so many runs in the past couple months and she was never a runner either. And so Sorry I'm like going off on this, but I feel like I needed to give them the attention that they deserved because I just – I really believe like having supportive people around you is so important. And so, I mean, everyone was so supportive of me and my weight loss journey and my, you know, my family and friends. And so I want to be there for them too. And I want to be there for you guys. Like I really didn't expect to – like I'm like actually getting emotional right now, but I really love this podcast. I don't want to like, you know, bore you guys, but um, I hope that this – episode was really good for you guys. Um, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, we're at love myself podcast. You can email us love myself podcast uh, at gmail.com. If you have any questions or if you just want advice, I really would be so happy to talk to you. I, you know, I want to create this community. I, and I really hope that you guys, you know, that this resonated with some of you. And I want to emphasize again that what worked for me may not work for you. And I think it's important to be realistic with your expectations. And really get behind this as a lifestyle change. I think that's the most important factor in losing weight in a healthy way and to maintain it. And it's been a process, but I finally think I'm in a 
good place where I don't feel guilty after indulging in pizza or pasta. And that's because I have a healthy relationship now with my body and with food. And instead of feeling guilty after a night out with a lot of drinks or food, like I just commit to being like, okay, let's make more good decisions this week and maybe don't order pancakes at, I don't know why I just said pancakes, Uh, don't order pancakes next weekend when you go to brunch, like I'll get an omelet or whatever. It's about balance. And for me, the only way that I can live my life and not go insane is to, you know, do what I'm doing now. And when you have a healthy relationship with your body, like when you see the scale go up after vacation or after the holidays, it's not, oh my God, I'm so fat. Like this is like, uh, like it's just like, okay, like got to make good decisions this month. Like maybe I say no to drinking next weekend or whatever. It's not guilt. Like it's not that you messed up. It's just life. Like it's just part of life. So Again, I really hope this was helpful for you guys. Sorry if I rambled a little bit too much at the end, but please let me know if you guys have any questions. Oh, I also wanted to, again, let you guys know about the run log that we have. If you just message us uh, any way that you can um, and send us your email, we will send you the run log. It's a Google Drive, so you need to have a Gmail, um, but it's just a Google spreadsheet um, and you put in all your runs and it's really helpful. And so far this month, I've run 81 miles, I think it is. I'll have to check in a minute, um, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So it's just really cool that it tracks everything for you um, and it takes note of your PRs and stuff like that. So it's really cool. And yeah, please follow us on Instagram at Love Myself Podcast. We also are on Twitter at Love Myself Pod. Please also rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That would be really, really, really great if you could please rate, review, subscribe, even just rate. Just, just, it's so easy. You just click five stars, click. And let all your family and friends, coworkers, whoever, enemies know about our podcast. We hope that if you like it, that other people will too. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to get off of here. Love you guys so much. Have an awesome rest of your week. Bye.